0: Grandstand Podcast is delighted to announce itself as official podcast sponsor of codefest 22. Stick around to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Grandstand Podcast. For the first time since August 22nd, yes, I checked this August 22nd, 2021, you're going to be watching us and not listening to us. So this is a feature episode, and we're gonna be talking about something very interesting, which is technology in sports. I'm Kavinka, and with me, I am joined uh, by Tony, who is a computer science undergrad at University of Westminster, and he has a focus on artificial intelligence, which is also known as AI. Tony, welcome to the show, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Kavinka. Thanks for having me on board. Awesome stuff. Tony also happens to be a Chelsea fan and is also a supporter of the F1 team, Red Bull. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Right, so like I said in the introduction, we're going to be speaking about a technology in sports. And just before that, we are going to be telling you why we are having this feature episode. After so long, we're having... An episode, a video episode, right? A broadcast, as people call it. And the reason is because of CodeFest 22. CodeFest 22 is a professional development project where ICT students gather to compete in a hackathon. The CodeFest hackathon is a competition-style event where a solution must be completed in a short time frame. The hackathon's primary goal is to foster long-term creativity, logical thinking and idea generation in order to advance the technological skills of students. Be there at the Clock Tower Hall at St. Joseph's College, Colombo 10 on Sunday 19th June from 9am onwards. To register, go to their Instagram page at codefest.22 and click the link in their bio. This event is organised by the Interact Clubs of St. Joseph's College, Colombo 10 and St. Peter's College, Colombo 4. Right. Thank you to the wonderful people at Codefest 22. I certainly hope that everything goes well. It's happening on the 18th, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, that's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a splendid event to attend. Um, And yeah, let's get right into it. Technology in sports. Tony, okay, so when we say technology in sports, and yes, this was uh, made known to me by the previous conversations we had uh, leading up to this. Uh, Uh, You mentioned that technology in sports is such a vast area, right? You have machine learning, AI, uh, like everything. I think some sort of like languages and everything.
1: Yeah, so um, technology is pretty much everywhere, right? Take a look at the world. now. It's not surprising that it has made its way into sports. And um, there are some sports which use, which rely on technologies a lot, and then there are some of those which you know use it a little. But they are on their way, you know, to automate. If I were to break it down into three different aspects, I guess the first one would be in-game technology. These are to make decisions while the game is going on. Any anything um, that might not seem like it was, but then it's something else, right? You know, you've all heard and seen about VAR. Right, controversy surrounding it, so on and so forth. Um, and then the second would be for performance analysis, right? When we talk about football players, performance analysis is all about their strength, their conditioning, their powerful shots, which angle are they comfortable with shooting, all of that. And then finally, streaming broadcast for us yeah. viewers, Like, right? So these are the three areas where technology is playing a key role in currently in terms of sports. All right, brilliant.
0: So that was a good introduction. And I think I understood most of the things, but uh, you mentioned performance analytics, right? What sport in the past decade to you has impressed you the most? Like what has brought their
1: level up? What has improved, improved and impressed you the most? Well, this answer might not seem surprising, but I'd say F1. Right. Because their dependence on um, AI centered systems has increased in a large scale. Right. Back in. You do know that um, I don't think you're aware of this, though. The first programmable computer just came a year before the first Formula One Grand Prix. Okay, okay. It's safe to say that they've uh, actually grown together over the years. Um, So in the 60s, you had a lot of skilled engineers working on the car, right? All mechanical work, diagram based, no reliance on um, automated systems. But then when you move into the 70s, 80s and all the way up to the 90s, Mm. um, the involvement of computing in, uh, in Formula One increased massively. And then the key reason here is because of data data points. Okay. In the 1980s, McLaren uh, introduced a system, a telemetry system, which had 14 data points taken into consideration. So these are 14 different variables that can really affect the outcome of a race. Yeah. Fast forward to now, uh, we have over 300 data points, Right, 300 yeah. dot data points. Right, And these yeah, are just 300 main data points providing okay. information. So
0: you, can you give an example of one data point?
1: Um, so let's uh, talk about tire temperature. Right? Okay. Tire temperature is something that um, is not very stable, right? And yeah. the main reason is because of the track temperature. Right. Yeah. Now, last week race at Baku, right? it was hotter than usual. right? So the tires were wearing away faster. Now, this is a data point that they have to take into consideration. They have to see, okay, how long... Is this guy's tire going to last? How long can he keep going with these tires? And that affects strategy, right? Yeah, and then the strategy decides where you're going to end up in the points. I think the biggest thing in terms of uh, technology in F1 right now is how they are providing predictive analysis to the fans mid-race. Now that's amazing. Yeah. You so definitely that's, that's like live,
0: like it happens like while the race exactly. while the drivers are driving. Uh, you have exactly. data which is provided to the fans. Like that's real-time data. Like just, I mean, if, if you were to compare that and say a win prediction in football, like you can't really compare the two, right? Exactly.
1: Like now forget about in-race even now. Mm-hmm. You also use technology on a massive level in F1 back in the factory. Like You know how wind tunnels are used and wind tunnels are costly, especially for teams. So now they have... Uh, computational fluid dynamics, working on that, right? Providing um, how you know an analysis of how the wind will flow. So all those stuff are crucial, right? In determine because in F1 as you are, aware, every millisecond counts, every millisecond counts. The finest yeah. margins. Yeah, that that's what makes this sport amazing, right? And um, to to develop systems that are capable of producing. You know top-notch cars right and also provide fans with stats while things are going on like you know, cars are going at high speeds right you know high stakes it's all about you know the a small mistake can you know ruin everything yeah. just like how you know if one, drivers aren't really happy about safety cars yeah okay, that marks up the entire strategy because it's not one of their data point of course see it's unpredictable it's unforeseen True. Maybe maybe now, like,
0: shifting gears from F1 into maybe another sport, uh, say cricket, like, how does that sort of technology, now you have sneaker, uh, you have sneaker for those who are not aware is, uh, like, if the ball touches the bat, and if it is a catch, if the ball touches the bat, you need to know what, whether the ball touches the bat or not, right? So there's, like, Ultrasound, I don't know how, <laughs> what's, uh, what the technology as,
1: term, uh, term yeah. point is. <laughs> I mean, people, most people know it as ultra edge. Ultra edge. That's yeah. a, that's a thing.
0: But uh, tell us how things like mm, goal line technology in football or like the ball tracking system, like how how does that ball tracking in maybe or Hawkeye in tennis,
1: like how do those work? Um, when you take sports like tennis and football in comparison to f1 and cricket f1 and cricket have a lot of variables yeah cricket is fascinating for a lot of people because of the very many decisive factors around the game Mm -hmm. but that's not the same for football or tennis because it's all about the ball passing the line in football of course and the ball not passing the line for tennis right yeah so in these sports, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, effort is put into identifying um, the points where you know, the ball touches the line, right? whether yeah. it's actually a goal or whether the tennis ball has left the, uh, the box, all right? you know, its boundary. Right? So in terms of football, there are different systems. Some well-known ones would be GLT, which is goal line technology that was used in the World Cup, and then you have Hawkeye, which is hmm. another system that has uh, that takes about six hundred frames per second of the okay. goal line. okay? So Hawkeye is mostly used in in the Premier League. Yeah. Different uh, franchises have their own technology. So Hawkeye is one of the better known ones. Yeah. Um, but there are also other innovations like uh, the smart ball and also the goal ref system. So smart ball, it's a bit of a uh, innovative idea where there is a sense actually within the ball, and okay. once the ball has passed the threshold of the line, um, the, the goal threshold, the line, um, the the referee is notified through his smartwatch, allowing mm-hmm. him to decide that it's a goal, right? He or rather give give out the decision, the official decision, the confirmation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like he gets it on his vault. and then. That's right. Yes. So um, also, we have uh, the goal ref system, which uses radio frequency to determine whether the ball has passed. So yeah, wearable tech is also a big thing in tennis, where um, players have uh, tech on them that is used to monitor their body movements, right? Now, if you take a look at tennis, the shoulders, elbows, knees, hips, these are crucial aspects of a player. Right, you know their their posture, the way mm-hmm. they approach the ball. Mm-hmm. So these things are all data which can be used after the game for yeah. analysis and identification of how well the player is performing. Maybe a particular serve isn't as good as it should be. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe their stance is great. Not only is it used to improve a particular player, it can also be used to identify your opponent's weakness.
0: Oh, yeah. So Liverpool did use their Neuroleven technology. Uh, Neuroleven, for those who don't know, is a technology, a sports technology supplying company. i not really sure what the term is because it's relatively new to the sport. And they plugged in sensors to the players' heads to see where, like, the best possible penalty position, like spot to put the ball and also the pressure that goes on inside the players' heads because what, about a million people worldwide watching you and about 80,000, 90,000 people in the ground watching you, that's not easy stuff. So uh, Liverpool did use it in uh, the Carabao Cup final to beat Chelsea, actually. Um, Commiserations on that, Tony. Um, But but, uh, they did use it and uh, eventually got the win uh, but yeah that's pretty impressive actually as well
1: a variable tech so the idea of trying to identify before the game of how the opponent is going to move right like, between the box is not new because uh, in 2012 pete check uh, did mention before the ucl final that he spent the entire day going through uh, Bayern's penalty takers, how they move, and he just watched the footage on and on till he was able to, like you know, fully memorize their moves. So this actually is technology, but then again, it involved using Peter Check's brain to you know memorize all of this and so on and so forth. Now, fast forward to 2022, players don't really have to do that anymore because this footage can be analyzed and therefore presented in a manner which is clean for the player to, you know, go through and identify, okay, he moves too much to the right, he moves too much to the left, right? yeah. So these are things that cause a lot of change in games, like, you know, yeah. a penalty can change everything, as you know, right, you could topple yeah. games. <laughs> as, as a
0: Chelsea fan this year would know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, lost twice (laughs) to Liverpool. Twice twice on penalties. Twice on
0: penalties. Yeah. Wow, man. Commiserations on that. So, nonetheless, it's been quite a good discussion. We got to know much more about Tech in Sport. I got to know, uh, certainly. So, thank you, Tony, for coming on board. Uh, However, this is just the, the surface of Tech in Sports. I'm pretty sure that Tony can go on for about one or two hours speaking about how Technology is used in the sports we love and the sports we play. Uh, yeah, however, right. We're just going to leave at that because this is a feature show. We're not going to be talking too much about it. Uh, do check out Codefest. We'll be linking it in the bio. Uh, Tony, thank you for coming on board. Thank you for having me. It was, awesome it was a good chat. I did enjoy this. Of course it was. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with Shavin and Abhishek, my fellow co-hosts, and myself, Kavinka. And Tony, our guest for today. Uh, take care and bye bye.